It's 2021 and the world is still crazy. So how are we supposed to find writing clients in all this mess? You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. Well, hello, my friends. I'm coming at you today again from my very cold home office because I forgot to turn my heater on, which was not the smartest move I've made today. Also not the dumbest move for what that's worth, (laughs) but it is a balmy 48 degrees Fahrenheit and my hands are already numb. So this should be interesting. So today we are going to talk about how in the world you are supposed to find writing clients now, today in 2021. Everyone thought that it was going to be um, this fresh new start, sparkly, shiny new year, and things are going to get better. Um, And that lasted about five days. (laughs) And then things went back to the way they've been for the past 10 months. Anyway, so finding clients in 2021. I jotted down some thoughts um, that I had of things that I have done just really in the past like three months that have found clients or that have led to client work for me. Um, And so I wanted to share these because these are, at least if my experience is any indication, and I think that it is because I also see what's going on out there. Um, These are the things that are working right now, right this minute. So let's get started. I don't know if you're going to like these, (laughs) but we'll see. Okay, the first place that I have been able to find a lot of client work in the past few months is in Facebook groups. And I have at least one, if not two episodes on finding clients on Facebook. So after you finish this one, if you haven't heard that one yet, or if you want a refresher, I suggest you go back and and find it. I don't, I don't know what episode number it is. I need to make a chart so I can refer to all my previous episodes, but it has Facebook in the title. It shouldn't be too hard to find. So Facebook groups in particular, these are the groups where I'm seeing a lot of action. The first one is in the event groups. It's a pandemic. Uh, Most events are not being held still. And so a lot of events have gone to this online virtual model, which I think is really, really cool and um, opens these things up to be accessible for more people. I was able to attend um, a mastermind. Um, My the mastermind that I am in the Digital Insiders with Julie Stoyan. We usually hang out in Connecticut for a week at a time, twice a year. Um, But our last mastermind, I would not have been able to go to because I had a baby like the second day of the mastermind. (laughs) I knew that there was no way I was going to go. But because, um, because of the pandemic and everything being shut down, the mastermind was virtual, which meant that um, I actually could plug in. And, and I did, I went, I didn't like study or present or anything, but I went to some of the hangouts. I caught some of the sessions. Um, and so that was cool. So anyway, but I digress. Um, all, a lot of these events and conferences have gone online, which means that, um, the networking in person is not there, which can be really, really rich. Um, but the networking, they've moved the networking pieces online as well. So there are more robust participant groups, um, uh, on Facebook 
And I'm also seeing like designated networking chat times set up for people or sorry for some of these events and um, there are some of them have apps that you download and you can connect with participants that way so that's a really great way to make connections and um, do so without the pressure of live in-person conversation which I'm just going to put my hand up and say that's difficult for some of us sometimes (laughs) If you know what I mean. Um, so a lot of that's gone virtual, which is is really, really nice. You still get a lot of the in-person uh, benefits of interaction and you can do like voice to voice and stuff like that, even video chat um, without having to actually be there. And sometimes uh, it can fit around your schedule a little more easily. Anyway, so that's cool. Um, other Facebook groups, software user groups. I'm seeing a lot of that. Um, not, you know, I wouldn't necessarily look in writing specific software user uh, groups, but like, and I think I've mentioned this before, like a teachable group, um, the Aweber and other email service groups. Um, I'm seeing a lot of action in the Funnel Gorgeous Funnels app, um, which is sort of like, uh, it's a it's a page builder like ClickFunnels or uh, like Beaver Builder, Elementor, stuff like that. Um, they have a really active user group. Um, and so that's uh, another place to find people who need writers or people who have questions about copy that you can then answer and become known as a writer. Um, smaller groups are probably going to give you a little bit more mileage than huge groups. I will say that. So don't be afraid of smaller groups. Um, Another place you can plug in is local chamber and business association groups. So like the National Marketing Association or whatever National Marketing Alliance is something like that. Um, Look for your local chamber, look for um, your state business organizations and stuff like that. That can be a great place to get to know people and and make leads. Introduce yourself as a copywriter and you're going to have just floods of interest. Um, And because they're local, that can be a nice little touch point as well. And then finally, this is one that um, I don't know if I mentioned previously, but getting active in the audience groups of programs and, you know, other audiences that you're in, being active in there, being visible in there, that can lead to work. I think um, one of my writers said not long ago that she found a client in like a mommy group, <laughs> like a toddler mom's group somewhere, um, just mentioning what she did. And I know that I have sold courses by mentioning that I teach moms how to be freelance writers. Um, there's There's interest there. So, these groups where you are an audience member um, and that kind of thing. I Every now and then in my group, for example, someone will say, I have this gig that I can't do or don't want to do or am not going to do anymore. Um, you know, pitch me and I'll connect you, right? So there, there are people who are posting gigs in my group. For example, you're in my audience, so get in my group and you might find work. So those are some, some fresh thoughts on the Facebook groupage for finding clients. Um, Another way that people are, or at least another way that I'm finding a lot of work, and this has been true for me for a long time, but it's like really, really happening a lot lately, is through my personal network. So people who know what I do are sending people to me, um, which is really cool. 
because I know I know people who are out there working with folks who need copy. I know like business coaches and stuff like that. That's the circle that I have worked my way into. And so these coaches are working with their clients and their clients have this thing that they do, but they need help with writing. So then these coaches are sending people to me. That has been the winningest strategy <laughs> I've probably ever used. And I didn't even do it on purpose. Um, but making friends with business coaches has been really, really incredible for my bottom line. So there is that. Use your personal network. Make sure people know that this is what you do. Make sure that you mention it occasionally on your Facebook page or on your wherever you hang out online. Make sure that you mention it somewhere occasionally so that people are like, oh, Janet does copy. This person is looking for a copywriter. And people will send stuff to you if they don't really understand what they do. They'll send you leads that are like, you know, I get people coming to me to like write their novel and stuff, which is not something I do. But it's really nice that people are aware that I'm a writer and that I help authors or, you know, I help people with the writing or I do the writing. And, you know, they they see me out there talking about it. And so they send stuff my way. You too can have a referral network, but you need to be um, you need to be mentioning what you do or else nobody's going to know. Random aside, related, tangential aside, um, we, when we say something once, we've, we have heard it. And so we assume that everyone around us has heard it. But the thing is, I have learned, I could say something five times, and there are still going to be people who theoretically would be interested who have not heard me say it yet. Because there is so much noise out there. And on the one hand, I feel weird because like I'm contributing to the noise or whatever. And on the other hand, there are people out there who want to hear what I'm saying. So I'm going to keep saying it until they hear it. Same goes for you. You can mention something on your profile once and you're like, that's it. All thousand of my Facebook friends now know that I'm a writer. But it's not true. It's, you know, maybe 150 of them know that you're a writer and you've still got 850 other people who may need you or who may know someone who needs you. So don't be afraid to mention it. I mean, don't beat people over the head with it. But you know, aim for, I would suggest aiming for maybe once a week, once every other week, casually mentioning something about writing. Somehow or other working it into stuff. I mean, don't be weird about it. Don't be weird about it. But Find ways to work it in, in a way that makes sense. Like if you don't think it would be obnoxious for someone to be like, well, you know, at my IT department, what we do is blah, blah, blah. Then it's also not obnoxious for you to be like, well, I was talking to one of my writing clients the other day and blah, blah, blah. Right? Makes sense. I hope that makes sense. Okay, the next thing that I'm going to mention, and this is a little bit possibly silly, possibly passe. I don't know that this will be relevant in a year. I don't know that this will be relevant in six months. However, it is entirely possible that you can find writing clients if you participate on a new app called Clubhouse. And I am not a Clubhouse evangelist. I got on the Clubhouse train for like four days and then I was just like, this is a massive time suck. And it's kind of cool, but also I prefer podcasts. <laughs> you know, I prefer doing other stuff. Um, but what Clubhouse is, if you're not familiar with it, is it's an app on your phone. It's kind of like, it's basically chat rooms. 
It's like chat rooms, except instead of typing, you talk. That's how it is. Now, there is some moderation built in. So you have to like raise your hand if you want to speak and you have to be brought up on the stage and stuff like that. So you can't just like go into a room and just start like blah, blah, blah talking. You have to, you know, there's a way that you are granted permission to talk. But that's basically what it is. And it's only voice. There's no um, video. So a lot of people I know who um, do a lot of our work digitally, we're all like working at home or in our offices on our computers and not seeing people and kind of hesitating to turn on the video cameras because we look like we're working from home. <laughs> and there's, especially for women, this pressure to like do your hair and put on a nice shirt and throw on some lipstick and mascara, which of course you guys know I have not done since like 2013. However, um, I exaggerate a little bit. But anyway, it's a lot easier to participate. So it's, it's like we're hanging out with our friends, but it's voice only. So we can hang out while we are also cooking dinner, walking the dog, all that stuff. Or we can just listen and not say anything. So um, anyway, so some people are really liking Clubhouse. There are strategies popping up and, and you'll see some buzz about it. Um, but this is a place where you can find writing clients in 2021, especially if you're able to find rooms where you can speak um, and talk about writing or copy tips or your process or asking business questions. There are lots of like pop-up Q&A rooms where you can get advice on your business. And if you say, um, I'm a freelance writer and I am trying to get into writing case studies, you know, I've been working on I've been doing blog posts for a while and I want to start writing case studies and, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like find a way to ask questions about your business that establish you as someone who is already working and who is available for clients um, and is looking to grow. There are ways, legitimate ways that you can do this. Um, maybe I should do a talk on this specifically. But anyway, I, I wonder sometimes if Clubhouse is going to be a flash in the pan. So I don't want to like funnel tons and tons of energy on it. But if you have questions, let's say this, if you have specific questions about Clubhouse, come into my Facebook group. Um, I have a couple of invites, so I may put together a drawing of some sort so you can win an invite. The, the downside to Clubhouse right now is that you have to have an Apple device. You have to have an iPhone or an iPad to be able to use it because it's only on Apple um, devices right now. And I don't know that there's a desktop. So Android is coming, but it's going to be well. I think they're completely overloaded, if you ask me, which you didn't, but there we go anyway. Okay, that's enough about Clubhouse. The other, other, other way that I want to mention for finding writing clients right now is direct pitching. And everyone dies a little bit on the inside when I say this because nobody likes pitching. <laughs> I kind of like pitching. I found a way to gamify it for myself, but a lot of us don't like pitching. Um, so one of the things you can do um, when you aren't sure who to pitch or where to pitch, and you don't know what to do, these are four different um, types of businesses that you can contact directly offering your services. The first one is, oh, five, there are five. I can count. The first one is any software or app that you use. Now, Facebook, probably not going to hire you. However, um, Clubhouse, maybe they would hire you. Um, 
any, uh, like I use the Wonder Weeks app. I should get in touch with them. I um, used to use when I'm pregnant, I will usually load up the Baby Center app. I should get in touch with them and see if they ever hire freelance writers. Um, what are some other apps that I use? I can't think of any off the top. There's a, there's a specific like speaker mentor lady who I like. She has this membership program. I should get in touch with her and um, see if she wants to work with, see if she needs a copywriter. Okay, so any software or app that you use. I think QuickBooks or Intuit hires freelance writers. If you use QuickBooks or TurboTax or anything like that, um, I'm thinking of other ones uh, that might, I can't think of any more off the top. But yeah, any software or app that you use. If you use um, like an education software for your kids' distance learning, like Blackboard, or I don't even know what's out there anymore. Um, we use Google Classroom. Google also probably not going to hire you. However, other software companies might. So um, uh, see if you can find, if see if you can contact someone in marketing or if they have a blog and pitch them. A good thing you can do is check your emails. Oh, that's one of the things on the list. Okay, the next place type of business that you can pitch is any local service or business that you actually use. So this could be if you hire like a house cleaning company as opposed to a cleaning lady. If you go see um, any doctor or dentist or chiropractor or um acupuncturist or nail salon or hair salon or ice cream shop or restaurants or um like uh like taekwondo or um a yarn shop or a shoe shop or um you know anything local grocer any local business that's not necessarily a national chain um, a jeweler, stuff like that, pitch them directly. Um, franchises are different. You might be able to find work with franchising, with franchises, like, a um, my, my sister-in-law's brother-in-law, <laughs> my brother's brother-in-law has a Chick-fil-A. Um, I should ask him if they ever work with, with writers. I don't even know. Maybe that's a possibility. So maybe franchises. I'll have to look into that. I'm curious now. Um, okay, another place that you can pitch um, is every, oh, lawn care. That's another big one. Every personal brand, like person who you follow. So if you, uh, well, and a good way to test this is, um, or to kind of round up all these names, is to go into your email, go into your inbox and write down all the different people you get emails from. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's Amy Porterfield. Maybe it's Stu McLaren. Maybe it's Jeff Goins. Maybe it's, I don't even know. I mean, anybody. Maybe it's uh, Michael Hyatt. I'm just trying to think. Maybe, you know, it's a blogger. Maybe it's um, Jen from A Dab of Glue, who I get a lot of emails from her. Maybe it's Passionate Penny Pincher. Maybe it's um, uh, Brian Cohen. Maybe it's... You get the idea. <laughs> P- 
people you follow whose audiences, oh, there's a podcast I'm really into. I don't know if she has an email list. I just joined a wait list of hers, so I don't know if she sends emails, but the um, First Name Basis podcast, really good podcast. Um, so like if I got emails from her, I would be like, hey, Jasmine, do you ever work with freelancers? Um, I really love your stuff. Okay, that's, uh, yes. So every personal brand, like person who you follow, that is someone you can pitch directly. Um, and that's, by the way, those are, I love getting pitches from people who are familiar with me because they have a lot of enthusiasm. They kind of are more likely to believe in what I'm doing. They're more familiar with my voice and that kind of thing. Um, okay. So related to that, every podcast you listen to, pitch those podcasts, um, especially if you do just a tiny bit of digging and see that they're not really repurposing their podcast content. And it can be as simple as, um, uh, let me type up your show notes or, Hey, I can turn your transcripts into blog posts and then you can pull out snippets for social media. Um, and, uh, you know, get some SEO juice on your blog and that kind of thing. Pitch the shows that you listen to. If you're listening to me, which you presumably are, if you're hearing this, pitch me. Um, I will put that out there. If you want to practice your pitching, if you feel like you can contribute some way to my content that I'm putting out there, anything like that, feel free to pitch me. I invite you to. Um, I will tell you that I'm not hiring at this moment. However, <laughs> feel free to pitch me. I'm really nice. I'm good practice. Um, let's see. And then finally, I kind of touched on this before. Every email list that you're on, send them a pitch. Pitch your local library. Pitch your um, local grocery store. Pitch um, Amy Porterfield. <laughs> if you get Amy Porterfield's emails. I do not know why her name is the one that always comes up to me when I'm trying to think who has an email list. I'm not even on her email list. I don't know why this happens. But you know, okay, so comb through your inbox and start pitching people. And if you do that consistently, you're going to start getting some traction. Okay. That in summary is how I would recommend that you get out there and start pounding the payment to find clients right now, today, in 2020, 2021. <laughs> is anyone else tripping over that? Um, saying the year now, 2021. Anyway, that's how you do it. I want you to go out there and I want you to try some stuff. Pitch me if you want. You're gonna, I'm not going to tell you how to pitch me. You're going to have to go figure it out for yourself. Um, but as you are experimenting with this, come and report back to the Facebook group. I want to hear um, if this episode inspired you and what action it inspired you to take and what um, successes you found along the way. Please come and share. You can find us if you're not with us yet at theinkwellguild.com. That will take you straight to the Facebook group or you can hop on over to the Book of Faces itself and do a little searchy search for The Inkwell Guild with Ashley Gaynor um, and request to join that away. Either way, we'll get you in and come and let me know how it's going. You can tag me in a post if you want. It's probably the best way to get a hold of me, the best way to get my attention. All right, and I will see you over there. So, my friend, if you have been listening to this podcast and you like what you hear, have you left a review? I'm just wondering. And I only ask because reviews are really, really helpful for podcasters like me. I really care about what you're thinking, what you need, and how I can come alongside you and help you grow 
your freelance writing business so that it's something that really supports your life and gives you exactly what you're looking for in some kind of work from home, get paid to write type of thing. So if you have not left a review and you are so inclined, I would be deeply grateful (laughs) for your stars, for your commentary. And of course, I want you to tell me what you love so I can keep doing more of it. Thank you.